please make welcome the Ball and All podcast, James Tiger Woods, Beric Eckerbarts, and the king of speaking in the third person, Steve Condor Condo Condon. Okay, welcome back to uh, Condo's Couch. We are here for uh, episode 17 of uh, Friday's Captain's Run. So uh, welcome, James. Welcome, Satsy. Uh, Steve-o. Hello. You all good? Great. Had a good you. week so far? It's been good, mate. Yeah, great week. Beautiful. Um, Beric, uh, he's missing in action. I think he's on a plane down to Newcastle. Maybe he's going down there to teach him how to tackle before tomorrow night. I know he's kicking coach, but what do you reckon, Sats? He's going to have to do, do something. They um, didn't look too great last and we're gonna week. Dig and we're going to dig into the Knights. We're going to dig into the Knights with Jared is. later on. So a bit of housekeeping before we uh, get into um, get into the uh, the actual crux of our podcast this week is uh, Harris Coffee, who were one of our major sponsors for the flood relief. Huge help for the flood relief. Yep. They've tipped in another 76 grand uh, as of today, which uh, was from the sales of Harris Coffee or the coffee that they nominated um, back when we did the deal with them, uh, well, roughly this time last year. So Cole Lee from Rotary contacted me today. Um, that's awesome. So seventy six thousand yeah, dollars. So, so what's that going into the flood relief fund uh, to go? Where? Yeah. So uh, Cole's working on um, on pods. There's still so many people displaced without actual housing. So um, so that's fantastic. So thank you, Harris Coffee. Um, awesome. Um, really great contribution in the Northern Rivers. If you didn't see it last night, it was a really good show on Channel 7 on the, the floods. Did any of you boys see it? You wouldn't have I didn't watch it, no. I didn't see it, no. Jump on yeah, the internet and have a look at Channel 7. And um, it was all about a uh, few different stories on the day of the floods that Monday. When oh, you were really? In the condo in the boat. And um, <laughs> yeah, it was... We don't want to read it. brought back some, yeah, some horrible... But people were getting pulled out of roofs and mm. pretty horrific. Um, again, a bit of housekeeping. We've got a busy schedule coming up. So we've locked in... Uh, We've locked in some guests for a big, uh, it's going to be a big probably end of March, into April, uh, start of May. So uh, as of yesterday, uh, we've got Eddie Jones in a live podcast. He's going to be on the North Coast. Um, uh, Fraser's helped organise that one. We're going to have him on Wednesday, the 25th of April at the Community Centre. And the purpose of that one is, apart from doing a podcast, is to uh, assist in raising some funds for junior rugby in the area. So that's that's what we're going to put out our money together. Uh, well, sorry. So is that just towards. like effectively rugby far north coast? It's yep. not like the Lennox Trojans. Yeah, it's sort of the whole area. Yeah, but not giving it back to the zone to sort of uh, hand out because there's such a bunch of muppets. We're actually going to uh, work with Dolphin Dolphin Rugby and uh, raise money and then um, you know coordinate how it's handed out to juniors. Um, so that'll be fantastic. That'll be followed by uh, uh, Friday week. So it'll be May the fifth. Um, we'll talk more about the details of what the Bodie boys are going to do as in their challenge this year prior to the podcast on the Friday night. But we have locked down Ross Clark-Jones. Wow. The, so, the Ross Clark-Jones. The Ross Clark-Jones. Uh, in the Eddie. Or, or ah. RCJ. RCJ. <laughs> now, boys, can I tell you, if you have any time on the phone with Ross Clark-Jones, I'm going to go an early crow. I think it could probably – it might be our best podcast ever. Really? That guy is just – yeah, I think it'll was be. Was he bar- full of beans? It'll be a barn burner. It? It'll be it'll be unbelievable. Oh, he's got yeah. so many different angles to his life. Just let alone his world tour surfing and his big wave surfing. He's done a million different things. Mm. He has. Yeah. And, so you know, he's done the IMAX movie with Tom Carroll, Storm Riders or Storm Chasers. He's yeah. done 
um, obviously Survivor or whatever it was, Celebrity Survivor. Mad wax. He's done <laughs> obviously wax, yeah, all the true. crazy stuff he's done in surfing and um, yeah, I can't he wait. climbed the fucking cliff at Nazareth when it was <laughs> 20 foot or no, sorry, oh, it was probably 40 for that story. foot. Got washed up the cliff somehow. Grabbed you remember the that whole, one, Satsy? Yeah, that's somehow got on the cl- cliff like a crab and fucking climbed up there while there was thirty foot waves coming at it, pounding into the cliff. Yeah. So uh, detail. There'll be more details about tickets on sale for those two events. Um, obviously, with the quality of those guests, Eddie Jones and then Ross Clark Jones, um, they'll be in uh, high demand. Sick. They, I'm pretty sure it'll be at the community centre, which holds about four hundred, and we could probably get about. 4,000 in there for those two guests. So uh, when we actually put it up on social media or announce it, get on it because uh, they will not last. Around the grounds, uh, I really enjoyed the Super Bowl on Monday. Cracking game. Went down to the wire. So epic. Um, both, both quarterbacks were injured, but far out. Did they carry their teams? Oh, Honestly. leadership of both of them. Yeah. So sick. And like both press conferences after it, just the stature of the guys. Patrick Mahomes, who won, got the Super Bowl MVP. I think he's only 26 or 25. And um, Jalen Hurts, who plays for the Philadelphia Mm. Eagles. He's around the similar age. How was it? I mean, they were just so... um, Their press conferences from a winner and a loser. Like, gee, you can learn a lot listening to those two guys. They're such good leaders. Like, Jalen Hurts' press conference, I could... I think I watched it 10 times. Like, he just speaks so well. Yeah, just real level guy, eh? And he's... I don't know. You feel, I feel like Philly will be there again. Like they'll be the, one of the top sides again. So, I'm, especially I'm, with him, I'm no expert in it, but it felt like they kind of lost that game. Do you, do you think that they were on yeah. top? Yeah, no, their, 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 their defense, was, mm. their defense, like did not change to what because they had complete control in the first half. Yeah, and then obviously Andy Reid, who's the coach of the Chiefs, just made better adjustments at halftime and got his big name players, obviously. Kelsey and um, Patrick Mahomes, and yeah. it just started all rolling. They couldn't slow it down. So it was, was the third stats out of it. Yeah, Conde? third most watched uh, TV show ever in the US. Um, there were more viewers at halftime than there were actually for the whole game. Watching the performance. Yeah, yeah Rihanna um, when Fuck. she was on. Um, did you realise? I mean, the uh, the entertainment is quite interesting how it's moved. But I think it was 2010. Lady Gaga got paid 10 mil to do halftime entertainment. They now pa- don't pay the um, pay the, the guests z- any at all zero um, mm. because of all the online streaming um, platforms. They just get such a huge spike in their streaming that that obviously comes back in dollars. Yeah, right. There you go. So they reckon um, they reckon out of uh, Monday's halftime entertainment, there's probably a spike in the downloads for Rihanna of about uh, 500%. Fuck. Yeah. So it's big money. You got to remember too, Rihanna. She's worth a couple of bill. She does uh, Fenty or Fendi, um, like, cosmetics. Yeah. Kind of like one of the Kardashian-style stuff, lipstick yeah, and eye. Yeah, D-I. Yep. And she's just, she doesn't need any money at all. <laughs> well, NFL's done for the year, which is a bit of a bummer. I know. I didn't win any of my crazy pick-the-round multis. None of them multis. come off? None of them come off, but I'll be back next season. You did call um, one of them in the in the that made the, the Super Bowl, didn't you? One of no, one of we, were calling, we were calling Kansas well, City. You were calling Kansas City. Yeah, we I thought it'd be Kansas City 49ers. Yeah, I thought That's 49ers, right. but Purdy got Beauty or Purdy got hurt, and they went out the back door. But I'll be back to try and pick the full round next season in the regular regular season. And if I do, you'll probably see me hopefully living somewhere around the boat channel. 
Well, I reckon you'll be there after the NRL season anyway, James. Yeah. Now that well, we've got that's true, now, now that we've got Jared, aka Neo. Yeah, Matrix. <laughs> yeah, the Matrix will be all over. Uh, the cricket, uh, interesting. Women's IPL went yeah. up the uh, the other night. So um, some the some highest, big yeah, the highest uh, paid player there, uh, Gardner, five hundred and fifty eight grand. Do you realise that 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 actual tournament's only three weeks? It's a pretty good good earn in three weeks. Unbelievable. There's a few other big earns. Uh, Beth Mooney, three fifty k. Elise Perry, two ninety seven for four weeks, three or four weeks work. Um, I think the thing with Ash Gardner, she is on with Australian cricket about 110. So effectively she she earns four years worth of, of her income in three or four weeks. So good, isn't it, for the chicks? I, lo- I just love the chick sport. I can't wait till the NRL uh, women's is like a full season. Yeah, and, and how good now is it that um, women in sport are getting a, a fair crack for like financial things? Like that product... Uh, you know, the NRL um, women's product, mate, it's great. There's no wrestle in the game. It's all just free-flowing. Like if you're a, a sponsor and you've got an opportunity to sponsor a, uh, an athlete, sponsoring a, 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 like an elite woman athlete I think's a no-brainer. I reckon just I, haven't, I didn't get to watch a lot of the regular games, like just you, but the, the um, origin. Yeah, the origin. The good, origin, unbelievable. Yeah. Like yeah really you, you know, I reckon the biggest difference is that you don't have the wrestle. Or yeah. you don't have as much because, yeah. and then you see, you actually see genuine skills. You, you see skills. And you actually see a back line like from half back to the winger. Yeah. yeah. Which is great. No, right. Well, on, on that note, let's, uh, let's dial in the Matrix. We'll see if he's, he's going to come back for a second session. Starting to fall. Uh, good afternoon, Jared. Welcome back to uh, the Ball and All. This is this is the the the, uh, the Thursday session, so you'll be under the pump by the end of this uh, this preview because we're going to have a best bet, I think, in into this weekend. And we'll be loading up, gentlemen, with confidence. <laughs> we'll be loading up. I like that. Righto. Well, let's get straight into it. I hope you enjoyed Monday. We did. We've had uh, we've had lots of good positive feedback from. Um, from the first uh, preview session, and today we're going to get into uh, Broncos, Knights, Dragons, and Tigers. And where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the Broncos? Why don't we start with the Broncos? Eh? The team from up north, um, been out of the finals for a few years now, and uh, climbing on their way back. I'm very surprised to see the coach get an extension, but I do understand it's riddled with KPIs and measurements that would mean should he fall uh, short that. Um, they can open the door. But let's talk about the team. I think there's uh, some positives here. There's a bit of a list clean out. Uh, I think getting Walsh back is very significant. We saw last weekend his impact in the trial. The kid is all talent. Um, he's a lot of class. Let's just hope his body holds up to the rigours of playing first grade. The powers are nice in. I think it strengthens the middle. But um, back row and uh, guys up front weren't really the issue last year. It's, it's quality at nine. Quality at six and getting Renault playing lots of games. Um, I've uh, marked them up about 10% on my rating from last year. Um, I do think they've got a bit of a, a difficult draw, but they do have the advantage being the TV darlings for Channel 9 and playing a lot of games on Thursday and Friday night. 
a lot of games are seven-day turnarounds. Major question for mine is around the depth and quality of, of what happens at number nine. If they get run out on the park for most of the season, then I think they certainly are in the eight. Yeah, mate. Uh, what's your what's your mail on TC Rabati? Is he is he in uh, you know in a bit of strife, and is he going to play again this year, Jared? Do you think? Um, I I'd suggest he's probably uh, very much in doubt. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, there's a few murmurs around about whether um, um, one of their their forwards might be released down to Brookvale in the coming weeks. So I think there's been ongoing negotiations there around that. So bit of a watch. Um, but I think their forward depth is good. I think their front row is very good. I mean, I think Haas is uh, the best front row in the game these days. You know, Renault uh, showed last year he was just an outstanding buy. Um, I do think that Ezra Mann has got a great future at number six. Uh, two very good centres. So they've got a lot of, lot of punch there. But their last six weeks last year were very disappointing. They fell away very poorly, in particular in defence. And uh, I'm sure that's been the focus in the off-season. So where do you have them finishing? Uh, yeah, I think they make the eight. I've got them in the bottom of the eight for mine. Okay. All right. Righto. Well, uh, let's move on to... Uh Let's let's move on to the Knights, Satsy. Oh, you can you can uh, take the headphones off if you Step want. Step away. Yeah. Step away now. Righto. Let's go, Jared. Knights. Well, really disappointing year last year, wasn't it, Sats? I mean, they dropped down to 14th on the table. Um, terrible differential. Uh, horrible defence. I mean, leaking 28 points a week was just um, just atrocious. And and they've dropped off on being able to win at home. Um, and, you know, they still were getting great crowds. I thought there were key, uh, three good quality ins in Elliot, Miller and Hastings. And Hastings in particular will strengthen up number seven. That, that creates a nice combination with Ponga. But I thought they had a few key outs as well. There's four losses there amongst, you know, probably nine or ten losses that they have in this changeover that I thought were good quality first graders. So I'm just not sure that the depth is as strong as it looks. Ponga moving at six, I think it's positive. He's the best football player in their team. He's a captain. He needs a lead. He needs a lot more football. Also needs to learn to play both sides of the ruck, which has been a bit of a criticism of mine of recent years. Overall, though, on the back of that defence, I've marked them down 10%. And I know it was only a trial last weekend, but, gee, I, I just wasn't... I wasn't wrapped in some of the attitude, especially around uh, defence. For mine, they look a bottom four team. They finished 14th last year. I'm not sure that they're that much stronger. They're going to need a very big year from an offering from their two halves. And Hastings at seven, which I think has been a great buy. Ponger at six. Uh, fair draw. They need to start winning at home. They need to defend. I've got a question for you. I know you're right into the whole Matrix side of stuff. Do you have a some sort of formula on how you can work out money spent on a player and return, output, return, output back? Have you got some sort of thing where you know, the highest paid player in the team versus the return, like... So 1.4 well, for Kalen yeah. and the return, is that where you're headed? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and like what we're yeah. about to possibly pay Mitchell Moses and what the return, you know... Yeah. Fucking... Oh, yeah, is there something great. you can gauge that on? You know, you look at someone Good like... question. You know, Latrell or someone, he's big money player at South. When he plays, they generally... He's generally the best player. He, oh, like, you're on the money, Woody, and it's a great question. And I think what's happened over let's say the last eight to nine years, is a lot of the first-grade clubs now doing an analysis across all of the key positions and then what they're, they're paying 
per position, what the output is, and also what they're prepared to pay. And um, I actually saw a similar analysis come out of one club in the off-season um, that they'd done for themselves, but also an analysis of every other club and every position. And a uh, very interesting read. And I think that's one of the key reasons that Pong's got to go to six. You know, it, it clearly he's getting paid um, a King's Ransom. Uh, there's no doubt he's a talent. But he's got to lead from the front. He's got to be the captain. He's got to have the ball in his hands a lot. But he, he's also got to make things happen. Yeah. 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 When, when you talk return on that, I mean, my question there is, he doesn't fall into the category of a, you know, a Brad Fittler, a Laurie Daly, where they're getting the top end of the salary cap and they can play injured. He just spends so much time not on the park for me to pay one point four. Uh, that's exactly right. And I also think he's getting paid a fair proportion of that off the back of playing very well at Origin when he's mm. surrounded by another yeah. 16 or 17 guys yeah. who are of the best, you know, but, and not necessarily doing that from the front when he's back at the Knights. And I reckon that's that, I reckon you've hit the nail on the head. I when think he that should be the, the biggest origin, me- metric, nearly. Look what he did to us uh, New South Wales last year. Like He basically single-handedly won that game for Queensland. Then he comes back to the Knights, and I reckon Ponga, more than anyone, the difference between his best game and his worst game is huge, yeah. Like he yeah. can yeah. he can go and brain it for Queensland at certain times for the Knights, and then he comes back and, and dishes up, you know, a subpar performance. What that does then for you know all your your other players is they look at that and go, well, if that's the standard, if that's what our captain's dishing out, then that maybe that's why they're missing, you know, x amount of tackles per game, and they had twenty eight points scored on them last week. Like it doesn't seem like anything's changed for the Knights in the off season, besides to your point. Um, Jared, that you know they've got six and seven fixed up, but is that really going to save them? Don't know, Jared. Well, and, and, and the, the key point there too is right, guys. If, if we go back and look at Fitler or Andrew Johns or um, Alan Langer, I mean they came out of Origin playing rep football and went back to their club even when they were busted and still stood up as the best players on the park. Yeah, yeah. regularly. Yeah. Jared, my question to you again would be: Is there someone off the top of your head that? Has the best output for return? Like, is it uh, is it Munster or Cleary? Are they the best return for their money? Like Tedesco. To... Oh, yeah. Of, yeah. Oh, I'd say at the yeah, moment. I, I... Straight off the top of my yeah. head, it'd be Tedesco yeah. and Ben Hunt. And, and well, uh, maybe, well, I think Tedesco. Nico Hines would Nico. Uh, Nico Hines. Yeah, but he's only getting six fifty last year. Yeah. Well, and the other one that would surprise many is um, Payne Hunt. Oh, yeah. Uh, His output for a guy in the middle is just staggering. And and that's why there are clubs uh, crawling all over his manager about what his next deal might be. I reckon, Woody, to answer your question, the best for me was Cooper Cronk. Like, what he gave the team. Remember he he won the the premiership, the Roosters, where he basically had one one assist, one one pass, didn't touch the ball, basically coached and led and managed the team. Can Kalen Ponga do that? There's no way. Yeah, but I think also, too, if you're paying top dollar, like, say, in the, in the order of 1.3, 1.4, the upper end of the salary cap, you're taking up a big percentage. You not only have to be bloody good on the field, yeah. you've got to be bloody good off it. Well, here, and, here's a question. And I think at the moment he's showing indications that he's not that great off it. And hey. that, that, that press conference the other day, I don't know, unless you're watching another press conference, it was pretty fucking flimsy. Would um, Question, Jared. would... Um Craig Bellamy take Ponga, do you reckon? Would someone like No. No. No, no, I don't think he would. And, you know, conversely, uh, just go back and watch the tape of the last six weeks of the storm last year and what Munster did. 
I mean, mm. that guy single-handedly probably won them four out of six of those games. Yeah. You know, that that's what you paid a guy like him a million bucks a year or whatever it might be because it, the, the guy is a game-changer. He's a freak of skill, um, a wonderful reader of the game, and he can play busted and lead. And how well has he responded from his scandal versus Kalen? Like, well, he owned it. I think that's it. a difference. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Right. Oh, well, let's yep. uh, let's move on to the. Did I say the dragons? <laughs> yes. Well, Steve, you might want to sit in the corner for a couple of minutes while we go through this. Um, look, for mine, I think the list just looks incredibly weak and far weaker than it was last year. They finished tenth last year. I thought they were probably overachieved to get the tenth. Um, I can't see them anything above a bottom three spot this year. They've lost Carrick Sims, which for mine is a, a significant loss. I, I'm not a big rap on uh, on Josh Maguire, but the guy did have a lot of work rate that they don't have uh, replaced in that team. And I think they've bought poorly. Um, then on the back of that, Ramsey won't play this year, which is a tragedy because the kid had a breakout year last year and looked a real talent. They've obviously got issues with uh, Amon, who now is on the sidelines, and a major question mark whether he plays. The hammer thrower, uh, and yeah, so the, he's not there. <laughs> the hammer thrower, <laughs> that's right. And so let, let's talk about the 9-6 and the 1. I mean, how strong's uh, Hunt's shoulders? Because he's going to be carrying this lot this year because he's not going to have a lot of help. And if Embi is the answer at 6, well, I don't know what the question was. So, And then behind that, yeah, you know, I worry about the depth. I mean, I keep hearing that there's some really good kids coming through their their nineteens and their twenties for the next couple of years, but it's not there this year. I'm not a rap on the coach. I thought extending him was a horrible decision. I've got to mark him down twenty percent at least uh, on, as a rating point. Again, defensively leaking twenty six points a week last year, and their attack is poor. Yeah, you know, there was only probably two or three games in the season that they actually got high twenties to low thirty points. Um, I don't think the coach lasts. They won't sack him during the year, I don't expect, but they just won't reappoint him. But I think they're bottom three. So question, um, with those last two sides, so the Knights and the Dragons, you, you've you rated one in the bottom four and one in the bottom three, so they're in for, we're in for long years, Satsi. Mm. But um, do you think if they both start poorly, that Adam O'Brien and Griffin, like, I mean, you just stated then that you think Griffin will see the season out, but... You'd have to think they're they're gone, wouldn't you? Well, one hundred percent at the Dragons. I mean, my understanding is that the Dragons management, you know, as as, as soon as six weeks ago, we're actually talking to two alternatives as potential interviews for the months to come oh, for the job next start, year. So, so, so that tells you how much confidence they have about what's going on. Yeah. Um, he won't last. Uh, and I expect, unless Adam O'Brien has an outstanding first six to eight weeks, that the writing's already on the wall. He was under immense pressure late last season. Again, my understanding is he was lucky that the bullet wasn't um, wasn't fired. Um, he's got to pull all that together. He's got to make it all work, and they've got to start winning early on. Jared, I've got a question. Where is Ben Hunt going to run to? Is he going to the Dolphins? <laughs> And is he going to just take those guys to the first premiership and give we, a big... We signed him on a big new contract. Really? Yeah. yeah. He's, yeah. Okay. I'll tell you where he's running to. He's running to the bank. He took the money to stay. Yeah. Uh, big, big coin and uh, good luck on? to him. Oh, I, well, I think when he signed it, it was 1.2, so I'd say it'd be every bit of that again. Wow. Yeah. Wouldn't it? Oh, I would think. I wonder what that yeah, feels I, like. I think, I think it's somewhere around nine. It'd be a weird... Uh, 
Sorry to interrupt, Jared. Um, it'd be a weird feeling, don't you think, to get beaten by 30 every week, but then get 200 grand in your bag? Yeah. <laughs> well, the one thing about him, at least you know he put his shoulder to the wheel for you each week to yeah, take yeah. the money. I mean, you know, he's been one of their best players for the last two years and carried plenty of others around him. Yeah, fully. Do you know what gives me the shits, but like, to your point, Jared, where these teams continually, continually leak points, like they're shit defensively, you look at someone like um, Serraldo who's gone to the Bulldogs. Last week, they missed one tackle in the first 40 minutes, yet the Dragons and the Knights have, you know, 26, 28 points. What was the Dragon score? 30. They got 30 put on them, was it? Mm. Uh, yep. Like, how come these coaches can't get their defence right? Like, what's Serraldo doing that Griffin well, and I, uh, I, old mate aren't doing? It's, it's, it's a great point. That's, I mean, I, in the start of my preview, which is on the website, I, I talk about the importance of defence and the importance of the coach. And, you know, I was lucky enough to be around a couple of guys who really knew how to coach defence. And in the, all of the years that I was around first grade and, and coaching, I started to learn very quickly that there are those who know how to coach it and those that don't. And you look at guys across the, their career record, a Bellamy, uh, you know, Warren Ryan, and then some of those in more recent times, you know, Robbo at, at, at um, the Roosters. They're, they're guys who get it and they know how to coach defence. And one thing that Ivan Cleary has done exceptionally well when he was at the Warriors, in the short time he was at the Tigers and now at the Panthers, is turn those units into very good defensive teams. And it's about structure. Um, it's about what you do with your pattern um, and then getting their attitude right and what you do with all of your drill work. And, you know, clearly you just hit the nail on the head. I mean, Seraldo has come out of that system under Ivan. He also ran a lot of that himself and now has stepped into the Bulldogs, had three months of working on that. And I was just staggered at what I saw last weekend and so much of was their attitude. It was mm. just so sharp. Yeah. Let's move on to the Tigers. Well, we you know, listen, I, I, think it's, <laughs> I think it's very promising, Woody. I think they're climbing the table. I, uh, you know, four very good ends. I mean, Papali, uh, Athi Coruscant, uh, you know, Bateman, if his knees stand up, and uh, I think Clemmer in the front row are, are, are good gets. Um, you know, there's a, a clean out of the coaching staff. I mean, we've got Tim Sheens as the front man, but let's not kid ourselves. I think Benji's... Uh, uh, very much running the show. They're going to want to play with the football this year, which is a positive. And I think in terms of list of rated, rating them up, my two key question marks is, can Brooks and Dewey combine at seven and six and get the job done? And defence has been a massive issue for a number of years, leaking 28 points a week last year, 29 points a week the year before. That does not get it done for you week in, week out, on the back of which they have a very poor travel record. I think they're improving. I think they're probably somewhere up to around um, 12th, maybe 10th. They're in that log jam, just under finishing uh, in the top eight. But it's a hell of a lot better than where they were a couple of years ago. Um, so certainly on the improve, good buys, but they've got to get their defence right. All right, Jared. They pay Mitchell Moses 1.4 for six years. What team do you recommend to go for? What should I, what team should I start? Because I will leave, I will leave their supporter base 100%. Well, let's, 
let's just clarify for the listeners that we don't know if Mitchell Moses is actually signed yeah. and we don't know if it's 1.4 and it, I believe it might be four years, not six. But <laughs> listen, you've got to stick solid. You've got to stick solid. Uh, the mail is that Benji Marshall is all over this and driving it. He's been wanting to sign him for six months. If he gets his man, he clearly has a plan. Um, would I go to market and pay that sort of money for Mitchell Moses? Personally, no. He's not really my style of guy. But, um, you know, Benji's got his kahunas on the line over the next four to five years as a head coach, and he's clearly uh, backing himself in about wanting to sign him. Do, do you think, Jared, looking at the way, obviously, they're going about it in regards to list building and, and getting the right crew for the Tigers to improve, um, it just... It just for me, and looking at our all our sides that you've just previewed, it's such a head scratch, and they haven't done the well, development the, the development side of stuff. Like obviously, well, Dragon, Dragons have got a big pool. So does Newcastle, and so does West Tigers. Like I just don't understand why they haven't done the Penrith, mm. bring a really good sixteens into eighteens into twenty ones or whatever. Let them. Well, did. To be fair to the Tigers, Woody, I think that they started to get that right under Ivan a few years back um, and then under Maguire. And their 16s, 18s and 20s over the last couple of years have actually been very strong. And I think they probably uh, won, if not, were in the finals of a couple of those comps last year. So they're very confident they've got the kids coming through and will probably see the benefit of that. Um, maybe some of them this year and then next year and the year after. But, it, you know, it'll take you five years to start to get that right. And, yeah. you know, Jack, Jack Gibson used to say to clubs when they signed him, well, it, you know, the, the first question they'd say to him in the boardroom was, well, Jack, how long do you think it'll take to get right? And he said, well, it took you 10 years to fuck it up, so it might be t- take me a few <laughs> years to try and get, get it right. <laughs> right, uh, let's roll into uh, – this is the first week where we've got the Kahunas on the, on the, uh, on the line. What – best bet are we going to run with this weekend because we've got fair income trials. So we've got fair income footy this weekend, it would appear, with the sides have been selected. Who do we like, Jared? And that's right, uh, Steve. You know, th- this is the one week that you actually pay attention to the trials. I thought there were three that were, were l- worth looking at. The Warriors Storm tells a lot more about the Warriors. I like what we saw last week. That's a good matchup. Bulldog Sharks looks a cracker. And again, that'll tell us a little bit more about where the Bulldogs are tracking I thought as a play, let's go to the World Club Challenge, which is at Penrith Park on late Saturday afternoon. It'll be very hot, very warm, and the Pommies have got to get off a bus and walk into Penrith Park, which will be a full house. Now, let me take you through the Panthers' home record. They've won 27 of their last 29 games at home. If this game had been at Allens or at Moore Park or if it had been in England, it might have evened things up a little bit. But they are just ferocious at home. And their defensive record last year, not only the best in the competition, but in a competition where we had the six again and a lot of loose defence and a lot of attack, they were still only conceding 14 points a week. They will be pumped for this. And I don't know that St Helens can crack them to get enough points to make... um, this that competitive. The Lions, eight and a half, I just thought that that was a great bet. Their record covering the line at home over the last couple of seasons is at 79%. 18 in the last 23, they've covered the line. I just don't think eight and a half is right. Um, I'm very keen about the Panthers. Um, my best bet for the week, and I hope a very nice way to start the season. So, okay, so in summary, we're on the Panthers giving 18.5 start to the Pommies. 
and yep. it's probably going to be 48 degrees out of Penrith, hopefully, because then the Pommies will really roll up into the corner. And that's the best bet. That's the best bet. And if you're listening to this pod, as soon as you do, and you like a bet, I'll be jumping on because I do think that line will move. I think by game time, that's going to be 21, 22. Uh, I still think they'll probably cover that anyway. If you're looking for an anytime try scorer, listen, the obvious one is uh, Toto on the edge and his mate in the centres on the other edge in uh, uh, Tago. They're both uh, uh, great try scorers, great finishes, but certainly the Panthers, minus 18.5, Go to my friends at Top Sport. Uh, they'll let you on, and that's my best for the week. Reading the play, best bet. Love it. Uh, NRL, what's doing? Uh, it, it would appear that we were probably a day early, but is the CBA agreement done? Well, I heard about an hour ago, Steve, that um, a couple of suggestions that we just be a little bit careful about what we might be reading in News Limited. So they've been speaking for the last couple of days, which has clearly been leaked from head office, that it's all but done. Now, the pushback in the last hour has been, don't believe everything you read. It's not as close to being finished. I'm sure it gets done over the next week. The great news was out of Tuesday, as we started to suggest on Monday, is that the women's agreement has now been done. Um, I think most of the fine print for the men's agreement is there, and then they've got to tidy up some of the other fringe issues, which are major issues. Um, But I'm sure it's done by next week and we get into the season and, Peace is settled and we get the games of footy. Beautiful. Well, uh, we can't wait for, for the weekend. We can't wait till Monday to collect on uh, on Reading the Play's best bet. Uh, for all our listeners, get on uh, get on readingtheplay.com.au and uh, you've got an early bird special, I think, for all our listeners. Uh, for, I think, the full season, the preview and the full season, Jared. That's right. And if they use ball and all, there's a very special discount in the coupon code when you check out just for the podcast listeners. And if they go to the website, there's a free season preview. There's links on either the homepage or on the NRL page, all of the ratings, numbers, data and stuff that I love to talk about. Drives Woody mad, but somewhere in the middle we'll find the winner. <laughs> Righto. Well, we'll let you go, Mr. Matrix, and we'll catch you Monday. Go to Panthers. Thanks, Thanks Mike. Jared. Thanks, Jared. Well, that was excellent, boys. Uh, good rap. Uh, okay. I don't mind betting against the Palms. First up. Yeah, I'm going to go and load up. Oh, yeah, I honestly reckon <laughs> for St. Helens to beat the Panthers, they'll need like a, a fucking tornado to hit the bus on the way to the game. <laughs> well, you think going into fucking Western Sydney, 38 degrees. I didn't realise those strength. stats. 27 yeah. out of the last 29 home games, yeah. the Panthers won. That's pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah. Probably. If that's not the graveyard, then what yeah. is? And they're full strength, you say? Uh, pretty Lee, much, Lee yeah, have a look at the, yeah. Have a look at the sides. They, they are, yeah. Yeah, of everyone that's available, for sure. But kick out gone, yeah? Coruscant yep. gone, yeah? Yep, yep. So we've got a couple of new faces to check out. It'd be yep. interesting to see, but they've got a pathway. They've got a nursery. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Fucking... I watched them last weekend. They, yeah. they, 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 they didn't, didn't have anyone on the field even that if I knew. They, even they if they good. lack the class in nine, that could, yeah. now Coruscant gone, how much better is Cleary? You know what yeah, I mean? That's, exactly. Is he another two levels up and that just compensates? 100%. The, the losses. Hey, quick question for you two. How... Much are you getting on your teams for the wooden spoon after that uh, run run through from Jared? Sorry, I, it's not just us; it's you as well. Well, yeah, I'm just I, to get as much. I'm borrowing from the I bank feel again. Like we'll, <laughs> from what he said, we'll be ninth again, like we have been, you know, fucking for the last. Oh, I, I actually think the bet for for me 
is that the only coach of our free sides that's safe is Benji and Tim Shanes. Yep. And I think probably the Dragons, just because they probably don't want to pay him out, but they won't extend, I, I would imagine that Griffin's done. Yeah. And I think if the Knights don't start well, it's probably similar with... He's gone. Yeah, unfortunately. At least with Woody, you guys have recruited reasonably well. Yeah. So let's see what happens with Moses. But yeah, yeah. Appy and yeah. the like. I, I just, I'm not an expert in recruitment. I'm not an expert in footy, but just what I've seen with Moses, I just don't feel like he would ever leave it, lead us to a premiership. Yeah. Like he got the, the, the Moses one's keeping you up at night, James, I can tell. I just, after that game he played in Origin a couple of years ago to, to, for us to get the whitewash and how fucking shit he was, mm. I just can't. And then the grand final, oh, I don't know. Righto, moving on. Uh, what have we been watching? What have we been listening to this week, boys? Satsi, you're well, first up. Uh, mate, True Spirit, if you haven't seen True it. True Spirit. True What's Spirit's that? on Netflix. Doco about, um, uh, well, not a doco, sorry, a, a, you know, a, a film essentially based on uh, Jessica Watson's oh, around the world. of the world. Yeah, unbelievable. So she did that when she was 16 um, and travelled around the, the globe in a little pink boat. Um, mate, it's unbelievable, fascinating story. Uh, and the other one, interestingly enough, uh, kids got me onto is called We Are the Champions on Netflix as well. So it's a um, series of quirky events they they have around the world. Cheese uh, downhill cheese race. Uh, they roll the cheese down a hill and uh, cha- chase it. Chili it. eating. Yeah, uh, chili eating. Anyway, We Are the that Champions. Get on, fun. get onto it. What about you, Woody? Uh, Woody's Wellness Centre. Is that what we're up to now? No, I, <laughs> I reckon after last night, maybe you're still in the wardrobe. No, it's what we're watching and what we're listening to. Oh, well. Uh, and what have you listened to since Monday that you liked? Well, I watched uh, I watched today, I, I watched the uh, first episode of The Golf, sort of yeah, like the drive. Full to, swing. Full swing. It's like the drive to survive sort of series, real in-depth look into the PGA. Um, yeah, it was great. Really interesting. I'm up to episode three. I'm really enjoying it so yeah, far. Yeah, it was a good look into... I, it's, I like the behind-the-scenes stuff of any sporting stuff. I, like, I really like to see how they train, how they prepare. I really like the dynamic of uh, Justin, uh, Justin Thomas and his dad. Yeah. That's quite interesting. He seems like a, like a great dad, eh? Like, I think Justin Thomas seems like a good bloke yeah. too. No, yeah. obviously he was always going to be, if not a pro, an incredibly good golfer. So that was interesting. Um, Podcast-wise, uh, probably the Mark Boris one with Charlie Teo. That one... Uh, obviously, everyone knows Charlie Teo. I haven't uh, listened to it yet. Is it good? Yeah, really good. Mm, it's good about word. an hour and twenty. Cheesy. Uh, the 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 press have really put him out, hung him out to dry, haven't they? Yeah, seems I, very biased against him. Fully, and you can look at it. I'm sure there's a whole different types of ways to look at it, but just going off uh, a couple of people that um, that he speaks about, and a couple of people that have just wrote wrote to him and wrote about him, how they, you know, obviously. He was their last chance, mm. so I don't know if you will. If I, if I, I don't know if I, I would try. I guess if I had something like that, would mm. you? Yeah, I, I thought he's. I'd. They have to like, go to Spain now or, or other other countries for him. Have to you like. listened to it, Seth? Yeah, I thought it was really good. I like that Mark Boris. His yeah. podcasts in general, general are good. He was saying like with with brain um, surgery, if you get like a millimeter either side of the tumor, you can lose function or die yeah. or you know so yeah, yeah. the threshold for error for his stuff's there's no threshold like yeah. you can't make a mistake and he said you know um he would rather have a have a crack at the at the at the tumor with the outcome that the person's going to have anyway 
um, and possibly get it right, which he did lots of times. But when it goes wrong, yeah, it's catastrophic. Yeah. Mm. But interestingly, Woody, he was saying that like the people that are complaining about him are his, his colleagues. Yeah, it's his colleagues. It's crazy. So whether it's a jealousy thing. Yeah, don't know. Interesting. Yeah. It's a really, it's, it seems like a really red tape, real political. It's, you know, obviously it's someone's brain. It's, it's, you're trying to keep someone alive. It's a really touch and go subject for so many different people because it, it affects people, kids, adults, whatever. It's, and, and he's, it's, to me, I just like the fact that his attitude is to try. Yeah. To just try. That, that's what comes across a lot in the podcast. Yeah, and if you've seen his sixty minutes from last year, super interesting. Uh, Woody's wellness wardrobe. So we're into that one. What are we going to pull out of it this week? Hang on, Condo. Before we yeah. do, what are you watching, mate? What's your uh, uh, the the golf one? Oh, you yeah, like the golf no, one too. I'm I'm into that. I, I couldn't wait till it came out. I watched. Uh, I'm up to halfway through episode three uh, so far. Very enjoyable. Beautiful. Yep. Uh, so this week for my wellness corner, because <laughs> I'm a I'm like a sad guru. I'm like a fucking. <laughs> Uh, it's just, I think a really cool one for everyone to check out. It's on YouTube. It's called uh, Foundation Training. It's a 10-minute um, or 12-minute uh, clip on YouTube that you can watch. It's free. Um, and it's just uh, pretty basic, really easy stretching. But it's to take pressure off your lower back, stretch out your hamstrings and your hips. And, um, yeah, it's 12 minutes. It's foundation training. There's two, there's two um, videos. The first one that the, the guy that sort of came up with this style of stretching, his name's Eric Goodman. He um, did one about, it was probably 10 years ago. Um, so we want to go to the 12 minute one. There's two 12 minute ones. So we yeah. did a, the original one that everyone sort of got onto and it was free. They just put it out there to showcase their stretching and the way that you can help with your back pain or whatever it is, a way to just stretch out and feel good. Um, and then he's, he's got a new one because it had such, so many views on YouTube because it's free and then he put out a new a new 12 minute one with slightly changed you know improvements into the stretching but both i use both still how's um, the guy that has an age of day in it the yeah he looks exactly the same exactly the so same. i just recommend try that maybe once or twice this week or you know have a crack at it it's on youtube it's just called foundation training you just look for the time on the on the clip so it's a 12 around 11 or 12 minutes that's a good and try that every morning or try it at night before you go to bed, see how you feel for a couple of days in a row. And if you feel good, write thanks heaps on our social media. If you feel bad, um, just call Steve on 040. <laughs> <laughs> right, our final word, Satsy. Final word, uh, Healthy Minds Club there, try, is it been postponed? Is it has, the, yeah. That's, yeah. I okay. think there's uh, algae in the lake. Algae in the lake. So, no. Yeah. More, yeah, time train. More, tra- More time, time to train. More time to train. Yeah, yep. so keep training. No, so I did a quick interview with the Healthy Minds the other morning that we were going to put into this potty, but it's now been delayed, so we'll put it up at a later date. But um, their call is that the channel chicks, mm. the girls are in form. They are, oh. they are going to storm the event. That's the early call. I anyway. have, I, some of the girls that ran the Goggins Challenge, some of the ladies, like... They're gnarly. Yeah. If, if you're around them in the run at the yeah. end, fucking good luck to you. Yeah. If anyone beats Josh Gillette, you're fucking basically ready for the Olympics. Well, I was He's trying unbeatable. to. I was trying. I was trying to word up like Burks and Reedy and that, and uh, my mate Clint Kimmins. Yeah. He was down having a surf the other day um, with a friend from Lennox, and I mentioned it to him. Would he come? Would he come? Yeah, he was like, it? "Oh, that sounds like sick fun." I go, "Yeah, it's pretty like pretty good fun. It's just a fun day. We can get on for a bit of a sting." Final word from you, Woody. Dave Chappelle, greatest comedian on earth.
Oh, is that who you saw last night? That's who I saw last night. Check him out on Netflix, Dave Chappelle. Final word from Condo, I'm in tears after Jared's rating on the Dragons. Giddy up, see you on Monday. Gunsmoke here. We only set fire through the microphones. (laughs) 